Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right, as you heard, we are the Armchair Superheroes. I am Pat Lane here, as always, with Taylor Kyles. Taylor, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been back in the saddle here, but, uh, you know, we had some stuff going on. I know the whole quarantine thing is still is still kind of in effect, or mostly at least, now that Charlie came out today. But uh, but even still, we've had we've had some stuff going on. So we're back uh, talking, continuing our uh, our review of the MCU uh, through our rewatch. Yeah, man. And, I um these these are some uh, you know they're they're not the best movies in the Marvel slate. They're kind of hard to get through, but um I mean they're still pretty fun movies and they do a lot to you know set up the universe and everything. So there were some enjoyable moments for sure, but uh, probably not going to be one of our longer shows like we talked about off the air. Nope. Nope. It will not be. So, uh, so let's get into it. This one is the incredible Hulk. Uh, it's, uh, directed by Lewis letterer written by Zach Penn. And it stars Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Ross, Tim Roth. I'm sorry. Tim Blake Nelson, Ty Burrell and William Hurt. The only character surprisingly who, uh, makes an appearance again in the MCU outside of this movie is William Hurt. No other, uh, actors at least are seen again uh, outside of this movie. So uh, it's you know actually kind there of is one. Oh, I misspoke. That's one of the Easter egg. No, th- this is a really deep one. It's not even like someone that you're going to see on the um on the movie poster. But the guy, like I think he's when Banner's taking something from a lab. There's this guy he gives pizza to when he gives him a thumbs up. That's the teacher in Spider-Man Far From Home that, like, in Spider-Man, uh, when they, like, go abroad and everything, the really dorky teacher, that's the same what? guy. They, like, made that canon. Yep. That's a deep That's one. wild. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. Look at that. Holy shnikes. That's, that's a deep hole oh, right yeah. there, my man. So, all right. This one came out in 08. So, this is, uh, this is one of their first uh, releases. And, yeah, it's just, it's just not, it's, it's just not that great. I actually did... $265 million in the box office, uh, which is interesting. I think the most the most interesting part of this story, in my opinion, is the fact that they did a full-length movie in the MCU and they switched out the character after the movie. Um, and it's just it's just wild that they did that. And look, I think we can have a discussion about which which character you like better. I think that Edward Norton is a phenomenal actor and brings a lot of different things to the character. Um, but I do also look at, um, you know, I also look at 
Ruffalo, I don't, I don't see how anyone Ruffalo is just so good in that spot, in that role. Um, and uh, I mean, hard to top, really hard to top uh, Ruffalo. But I thought Norton, Norton did does a respectable job because he's a great actor. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to see anybody but Ruffalo doing it now. It's kind of like the Don Cheadle effect, I guess. Like you see it so much and they make the characters their own. So you kind of just get to a point where that's who you identify with. But um, I think a lot of that with Edward Norton, I think that was one of those movies where they wanted to kind of get distinguished actors. I know Ruffalo, he might have actually been their number one choice. He was. Might have been a the scheduling conflict. Him, yep. Right, yeah, okay, there we go. So I think it was one of those kind of deals where they still got a dynamic, you know, big-name actor they could fill the slot with. But um, from what I've heard, a lot of it was just created differences. We know, obviously, Marvel has shown throughout their history that if you want to F with their master plan, then it's not going to look good for you in terms of having a future with them. You really got to play in that sandbox. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they made the switch, frankly. I uh, I think Edward Norton, granted, Hulk movies, bottom line, are tough to make. I think yes. that's kind of been proven the entire time that, you know, they tried to adapt into film because he's someone who is more of, you know, a, a destructive force. He's more of a force than a character when he is the Hulk which is the entertaining part. And no one's really been able to make Banner on his own a very complex, interesting character without it getting all sciency and, you know, just kind of depressing the entire time. So he plays better with others, which is, you know, why, like, they're making a She-Hulk series. I think that's, like, going to expand the Bruce Banner family so they can actually keep Ruffalo in the universe. I know he's talked to Kevin Feige a bunch about Hulk projects. Like, he very, he's like Chris Hemsworth. They very much want to stay in the MCU as long as they can. But, um... Yeah, sorry, tangent there, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really that upset that Edward Norton was replaced. Um, obviously, especially that early on in the timeline, it's hard to try to bow to the whims of a director for your second movie that you're releasing, or second or third, whichever it is in the timeline. Right. No, and that's I agree with you 100 percent on that. And look, I mean, it, it's it's challenging because Norton's a great actor, but again, and and this is. You know, it kind of goes back to the to the roadie discussion that we had where it's like you just don't see enough. You don't see enough of Norton. I know it's his own movie, so he's in every scene. But like, you know, you don't see enough of him to really get an idea of what he would be over the course of the entire timeline. Whereas Ruffalo, you've seen him grow and you've seen him change, uh, you know, obviously as you get to Endgame and into Professor Hulk. But, you know, I, I just think it's I think it's really interesting. And. And I like the Ruffalo choice because to me, he does, I think Banner is just so much more understated. He's, he's a smart guy. That's really yeah. what he is. He, you know, he's a genius. And I think Ruffalo does a better job of playing that than, you know, uh, than Norton does really. I mean, if you're being honest, like you look at it and, and, you know, Ruffalo is, is, is his banner is a, is a genius, genius level. And not that Norton's isn't, but for the most part, he's in mm -hmm. hiding and he's not really, uh, you know, a, a far away, far and away genius, like, you know, like Ruffalo's character is. So I think that that's, and that's obviously, that's clearly uh, intentional. Obviously they changed, yeah. uh, you know, scripts to make them look like that. But even still, I just, um, you know, it's interesting. So um, anyways, as far as the movie is concerned, it's fine. I do love the fact that the opening montage tells tells the story, uh, and that's actually yeah. directly from like the is it from is it from the series 
I think from yep, it was for, from the show back in the day when right. uh, they had what's his name, the guy who cameos in the movie who used yeah, to play Lou Ferrigno. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the uh, that was their intro. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and that's so I think that that's nice. So they do that. So there's no backstory. There's no like long backstory or whatever. We don't need that. Um, you know, the Stanley cameo is great. You know, the the fact that he gets the gamma the gamma poisoning, and that's the that's what gives away his location, but. There's just a few, and, and the original Hulk reveal, because obviously we don't see the Hulk until Norton turns into him in the factory, and, you know, that the original Hulk reveal is dope as hell. Like, that's yeah. really cool, because we don't see him, and then he's in the shadows and in the dark, and you kind of see glimpses, and then all of a sudden he, like, steps out into the light, and you're like, whoa, like, it's, that was impressive, and, and, Look, I mean, it was 12 years ago now, but the CGI is pretty good. At times, it's a little wonky, but for the most part, it's pretty good. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, and the scene where he actually um, turns into the Hulk for the first time, that was inspired, basically. They wanted to make it look like a horror scene. So that's, you know, it's like the big monster reveal. So you don't want to show it right away. You shroud it in shadow and everything. And then they actually used a lot of the same elements from that scene in Avengers the first time that Ruffalo turns into the Hulk too, where, you know, before he starts chasing Black Widow, he kind of goes off into the, like, hangar or whatever. Right. And it's all dark, and you see him fully transformed. So that was definitely really cool. Um, I think they made him look, especially when you consider, like, the Ang Lee version, like, the, the, the level or the bar wasn't very high for what we had seen from CGI Hulks. So uh, right. it, I remember it definitely blew me away at the time. But um, I'd say for me, you know I'm a big Easter egg guy, so – you know, oh, yeah. the rewatch value for me in these movies is seeing like, oh, right, that's how that paid off later. So, like when you said William Hurst, um, how he comes back later on, that was actually the plan all along. I think down the road, he's actually going to end up becoming Red Hulk, which is like the evil version of Hulk, kind of, um, hmm. where he is part of this team called the Thunderbolts. It's like the bad guys in the MC, in the Marvel Universe, kind of. Um, but he's going to become a really important character, and he kind of has later on in the franchise. And then you've got some, you know, those trucks that they use with those little sonic cannons to attack the Hulk. Those basically are the same technology that he has in the Hulkbuster suit later when he like uses that sound wave or whatever to kind of distract Hulk in like Age of Ultron. So there's a lot of kind of little things and and obviously the super soldier serum the first time we see it in the MCU. So there's a ton of stuff that. No, I was just going to say that same sonar thing is in the war machine suit because he does it to um, to uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlet Witch during Civil War. Exactly. No, is it Civil War? It is Civil War, right? Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, It's Civil War. Yep. Mm -hmm. When she's trying to hold up the debris, I think. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And there's still things that they plan on using later on in the franchise. They just haven't really had room for like Abomination is supposed to come back. He was just put on ice. There's like even a short where they were considering making him an Avenger and they were like, no, he's crazy. He can't be an Avenger. Um, So he's basically on ice somewhere in the government. Um, The guy who has the blood spill in his head, he's supposed to become like a bad guy later on down the road. Um, I'm not totally sure what those plans are, but, you know, Hulk did sow some seeds that were pretty important. It's just, it's a tough one to watch in its entirety because, I mean, I know it tries to be exciting, but honestly, the worst sin I think a superhero movie can commit is being boring. Like, at least have it be something you put on in the background where you kind of look right. up and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's fun. If I put Hulk on in the background while I'm doing something, I'm just going to be like, what the hell is going on? Why is everybody talking so much? 
And yeah. like, I mean, I like dialogue, but there's nothing there that's much substance. It's just like a sappy romance, uh, a guy who's trying to fight his inner demons. You know, it's just, you know, elements that we had already seen. So it, it got kind of boring. Um, right. Yeah, no, there's my yeah I agree with you. No, and that's, listen, I agree with you 100% on that. I mean, you know, it's just some of the stuff. And then and there's so many, like, inconsistencies and so many, like, weird things that don't fit. Um, and I do want to talk about that, but I wanted to point out cause I cut you off in the middle of it, but the cap serum is interesting, um, that they show that again. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last, isn't it like the last little bit of cap serum they have? And they inject it into friggin' Blonsky. Who's like the worst person you could ever inject it into. And Ross is like the, he's just the dumbest human being on the face of the planet and how he's still <laughs> in charge of everything after this whole disaster goes down. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, but what a what a nightmare that is. But there's so many things where it's like, you know, um, when they have the big fight at the campus, right? And it's like a it's like mm-hmm. middle of the day, gorgeous, not a, not a cloud in the sky. And then ten seconds after the fight, it's pouring out and dark. It's like what the hell is going on? And then like maybe it was in Syracuse. The, I guess <laughs> I guess maybe very possible. But he but he sends the email to Mister Blue and doesn't encrypt it. Like he's that much of an idiot. He gets caught instantly it's like what like that's stupid you know all the computers look like they're from 1984 i don't i don't get that like it's just like what are we doing here you know and and so there's a few of those where just like i don't get it he walks he walks from guatemala to the u.s he just walks he's like nah i'm I'm just going to the u.s he just walks from guatemala to the u.s okay all right that sounds about right sure with no with no money no clothes no nothing he just walks he doesn't even have a shirt on Cause he was the Hulk and he's kind of like, so he just like, it just, that whole thing is just weird. You know, like I just, there's some of that stuff where it's just kind of silly, you know? And, um, it does, however, set up one thing it, it sets up about him, um, is, is his desire to get rid of the Hulk because it's all he wants to do. And he talks about that over and over and over again throughout the MCU, how he's just trying to get rid of Hulk because he feels like, you know, he'd be better off without him. And of course he ends up combining the two uh, at the end, but it's just, you know, that there's just, there's uh, a few of those things, um, you know, that, that just and actually, the inconsistencies, you know. And actually really quick to that point, when you mentioned like him wanting to get rid of the Hulk, there was a deleted scene in the movie that uh, Ruffalo actually mentions in Avengers when he says, I tried to put a bullet in my mouth and the other guy spit it out. That was supposed to be in the Hulk, but I think it would have made it R-rated or something like that because it would have implied suicide. Right. But, like, the Hulk, like Bruce Banner goes into the middle of, like, freaking Antarctica or whatever and tries to blow his brains out. And before he can, the Hulk comes out, crushes the gun, and then he's mad. So he, like, bangs on the ice and creates this huge, like, um, you know, whatever, seismic event on the ice plate. And in that scene, that's actually how Cap is unearthed because – he does that, like the Hulk creates this whatever in the ice. Got That's it. how they end up finding Cap Shield. But it's not in the movie, which is like, it's it's canon, but you never see it, which is so dumb. Right, right. Well, there's like a, isn't there a scene from, isn't there like a, a, a scene there where you see like the ice and then Cap's in the ice? Is that that movie or is it Thor that I'm thinking of? Um... No, yeah, no, it's that movie, but I think it's a deleted scene. Like a, a lot of people have probably seen it Maybe. by now because it's out of yeah. it's out and about, and it's I think it's one of the more common ones that kind of gets floated around for deleted scenes. But um, but yeah, no, it's not actually in the movie, but it's like an extremely important part of how they find Cap. 
<laughs> right, right. So uh, a few a few casting things. Um, the uh, Tim Roth just doesn't do it for me. He just doesn't. He's okay. He's he's good in other things. He just in this movie, I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's fine. He just doesn't. He's not a super soldier. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't. You know. He's just not. I'm sorry. Uh, the Lou Ferrigno cameo, like you mentioned, bro, he was yoked out of his mind yep. in, that, in this movie. Oh my god, man! He must have done a few cycles before this movie. Like he was jacked. Still swole. Uh, oh yeah. And then they had the dude from The Wire um uh, was in it for like a half a second. Um the dude with the uh with the scar on his face from the wire. I don't know his name, but um Oh yeah, he was in it. I completely forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in it and then Ty Burrell being the boyfriend is interesting because that's an interesting role that kind of gives away because he's more of a not that he's a huge actor now, but like he wouldn't play a role like that now because he's well known enough that like people would be distracted by the fact that it's Ty Burrell, you know. Uh, but at that right. at this point, you know, he just he was not that he was a nobody, but he wasn't a big actor or anything like that. So him being in that role was no big deal. So it's just kind of funny to see Ty Burrell in that spot. And of course, like he's kind of, uh, you know, yeah, he's 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 pretty good. And he ends up being pretty good. Um, oh, one other thing. And look, I'm a math nerd, so I just I just had to mention this. Uh, they're having the conversation, you know, Banner and the and the other guy, the Mister Blue, who turns out to be the the professor who, like you said, is probably going to end up being a bad guy. They're talking about, you know, the, uh, the thing and, oh yeah, we got to make sure everything's precise. And he's like, you know, if I overshoot by the smallest integer, then, you know, something, and I'm like the smallest integer, do you know what an integer is? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like an integer is a whole number. Like if you go, if you overshoot by the smallest integer, you're an idiot. Like, what are you talking about, man? So that one, I was just like, I didn't even uh, pick up on that. Of course. Well, see, math teacher, what what do you want me to do? Right. That's I hear that. And I'm like, wait a second. Smallest integer. Come on, buddy. Like at least come up with something, you know? So, but, um, you know, and, and then the final abomination fight, by the way, the fall from the chopper is good. I kind of, I kind of saw it happening. It's, um, what the hell movie? Oh, you know what? They recreate that in Ragnarok when, uh, when he jumps out of the plane and doesn't turn into him. Right. So it's funny how they kind of recreate that scene from the chopper. Uh, in Ragnarok again, which is which is interesting, but yeah, dude, he like lands, and then you're like, oh my god, which is funny because that's it's an interesting one for me because it's like, okay, he falls as Bruce Banner, he lands as Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner's bones are completely destroyed into dust, and then he turns into the Hulk, and now he's fine. Like, it's like, what are the rules of Banner? I know Hulk is the Hulk, but like. What are the rules of basically, Banner? Basically, like, when he turns into the Hulk, everything that happens, like, it just heals him. Like, all his bones basically crack into place. Because Hulk's right. got a ridiculous healing factor. Right. So he's basically, so even if he, he could basically be dead as Bruce Banner, as, yeah, as Bruce Banner, but then turn into the Hulk and be fine. So. Yep. Exactly. Um, it's just interesting. So, and then, but after the fall from the chopper, man, that, that final abomination fight is just, uh, yeah, it's just not that good, man. It's just really, it's just really not that good. You know, I mean, it, in, man. it was, it was rough. Dude, the freaking hand clap, the, the hand wind clap to, to, to blow out the fire. I was like, <laughs> what in the, what the hell was that? Like, it was just talking about one of the cheesiest things I've ever seen. I was like, that's just, that's just, oh man. So, but uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting to see too, like the, um, I guess the, the growth of the Hulk. Where it's like before, like, and, and even in this movie, 
he's not like a, an animal. You know, he he has right. those feelings for Betty and everything else. But it's almost like uh, in the Avengers, then he's like an animal again. But then as you go further, like Ragnarok, he's like talking and stuff. And now they kind of advanced it to where obviously he's Professor Hulk now. But like once they got to once they got there, it was like at least he could like have a conversation with you, even if he's like this big, you know, goon who really doesn't speak speaks broken English. But even still, at least he's like, you know, he's not just a you know, like at least he's like can have a conversation. And that's that's the same type of stuff where you see him with Betty and everything else and he makes that connection to her. But um yeah, just you know, yeah. It's just not great. It's just not a great movie. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, yep. it's just not great, you know, and not only that, but if you have Disney Plus, it's not even on Disney Plus, so you're gonna rent the damn thing for four dollars. And it's like, well, I mean, I've spent four dollars, I've spent more on worse, but like, you know, it's still not <laughs> like I don't want to spend four dollars to watch this movie. So, but if you're gonna do it right, you gotta watch it. So that's the way it goes. So I don't know. You got anything? Yeah, else? no, I mean no, I got nothing, man. I'm ready to I'm ready to go to Thor. <laughs> Let's get after it. All right. Okay, so next movie, next movie up in store, that's obviously uh The Incredible Hulk. And uh and yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening and uh and we will talk to you in a few days with Thor. <laughs>